0: Welcome to Spark the Podcast. We are a group of Christian
1: creatives seeking to connect with God and grow in our faith. We believe in the power of testimony and the blessings that come with being in community with others. Let's be honest, we just can't do it alone. We want to invite you to be a part of it, whether your coffee is running low or you're on the go. Come join the conversation. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to Spark the Podcast. I'm Jenna Schottmeyer here with our other host, McKenna Saylor. Hey, guys. And today we are so excited to catch up with you all today on a coffee talk. In these episodes, we like to just catch up with one another, talk about what God is currently speaking to us now, what a little bit of life is like. You know, it's been so fun. I did this
0: um, Bible study uh, the last few weeks, and the first one was about uh, influencers and who we're influenced by. Uh, and it was really exciting because the first one actually talked about like a Zoom lens, and I was like, wow, how apropos. Like, I feel like this is really like predicting <laughs> to my life of using... Um, you know, a zoom lens when I'm at weddings. So I don't miss things. I am getting close up on reactions. And, um, and I'm just focusing on people like one at a time to kind of see those reactions while still having to see and like get a grasp of the entire room. And the whole idea of this whole discussion was that Jesus focused on people one at a time. Um, and that was without Instagram, you know, he he's like the biggest yeah. influencer, like, ever. And uh, Time Magazine has ranked like the most influential people in history, and Jesus is still number one. And I think that is so crazy because when I was looking it up of all the other people that are on that influencer uh, list, I was like, huh, it's definitely changed a lot. Uh, maybe that's a thank you, Instagram, or maybe it's not. Um, but it is just very enlightening to see like the changes that we're all going through and how um, through whatever life changes that God has gone through, he is still focused on people one at a time and created miracles one at a time. Um, and I, I just love this study. It went through like a whole lot of other things about different in- intersections and different stuff. It was like on right now media. Um, but I really loved this first session where I really talked about like who we're influenced by, um, and what that means and how impactful that can be for our own lives.
1: Yeah, I think that's really, really interesting. I know when it comes to just even like rabbit holes on influencers and just the idea of even oversharing and how much people overshare (laughs) and different things, whether it's, you know, the girl who you knew from high school, who's just always on there sharing. And, um, or it's like, you know, like this celebrity or this person that nobody really knew and now has, you know, millions and millions of followers. So it's just like really, really interesting. So, um, and I think that people almost
0: use it as like, um, as a way to kind of escape like the real life one, but also like, I know parents that are like friends of mine that are now parents that have kids and they'll post something on Facebook. And because they post it on Facebook, their, their cousin or their mom or dad have seen it now. And they feel like, oh, well, we saw, we saw him last week. And so instead of having that in-person interaction, they have now gone to like, well, we saw him because it was on Facebook or we saw him because you posted that cute photo on Instagram. And it's like, that that's not, that's a, that's a little, you know, snippet of like our entire lives. And I want you to be
1: included in it and not just be influenced by it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I think that it's really raised a whole generation of just having such a superficial relationship with people and media and you're always on your phone and you have this influencer who, you know, I feel like even a lot of the, Messaging coming to the Gen Z population is like how much this influencer loves you and cares about you and love you guys and everything, but they don't even know who you are. I mean, I've been in a lot of uh, interesting circles recently in the past year or two. Um, I'm a part of some different you know, women's empowerment groups, and it's been amazing. And uh, there's one in Georgia, and there's one up here in New England. And I've now met so many influencers that I have looked up to for so many years. And it's just so bizarre having conversations with these people, because I'm like, Hi, and they're like, Hey, I feel like I
0: know you. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I just, you know, I'm pretty upfront about it. And be like, Hey, like, I, you know, watched your stories, for years and I know everything about you and it kind of kind of makes sense when I, when I have my book, because it can almost be reciprocal. You know, if they, if they buy a book or something, then they can know a lot about me and we still won't really know each other, but at least then I'll know about her. And um, you know, I already know about her and then she can get to know me, but yeah, I've had a lot of these different conversations and I was actually at dinner in Georgia and I, the one, this one influencer that I had talked to for a while the day before um, you know, who I just knew everything about, I, I was sitting at dinner, like a table or two away and I leaned over and I was like, Hey, I was like, I've actually been looking for this bookshelf. Do you remember the one that you had in your New York city apartment three years ago? <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, I still have it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, where did you get it from? And she's like, Oh, it's from Ikea. And she gave me the exact name. And I was like, "Ah, oh, thank you so much. But like, just down to the very detail is just wild. Like how much, how much you know about these people and these different things. Oh yeah. So true. Yeah. So this week, uh, something that was kind of cool. So I'm, I'm creating a lot of summer paintings and stuff and all my stuff has, you know, ocean themes. And we went to Hawaii in February and I I live kind of by the coast up here in New England outside of Boston. And and so everything is ocean themed and everything. And so I wanted to read my Bible, but I really didn't want to break the theme. So I actually went to Jonah, which was kind of funny. Um, and I read through Jonah yesterday and if you guys want a book of the Bible that you can just read through in in one day and kind of get a lot out of, um, I would definitely recommend Jonah. It's only four chapters. Very, very interesting. And I was particularly just struck by chapter two of Jonah. It's Jonah's prayer. He is in currently in the belly of the whale during this part. So basically the Lord tells him to go to somewhere and he, goes in a separate direction, and then the Lord uh, brings him, you know, he gets thrown off a ship, and then he gets swallowed by a whale, and he's in the belly of the whale. And what I found particularly impactful was his prayer. So then, so in chapter two, verse one, it says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths and I sank down to the heart of the sea. And I guess I, you know, didn't look up the exact um, Hebrew and translate it and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, But I do have notes in my Bible, but um, I was particularly struck by how beautiful it was that it felt like his whole prayer and this whole chapter felt really familiar. And I was kind of wondering you know, it was the past tense, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me, I called to you from the land of the dead. And I I saw that there's a note for Psalm 18, four through six. And then later on in the chapter, there's a note, Psalm 16, verse 10. And there's a note from Psalm three, verses eight in his prayer to God from the belly of the whale. And I just just like, I put the Bible down, I was so struck by how beautiful it was, that Jonah is actually in his own prayer to God, quoting scripture from the book of Psalms from David. And it was just so beautiful to me because, you know, as we're thinking about who people are influenced by, um, I think I forget that Bible characters, you know, in Jonah is a prophet that he would have had access to scripture and that he would have had access to the Psalms and, and what David had said in the songs that david had wrote and i just thought it was so beautiful you know i think in my prayer life i try to quote scripture and i try to be influenced by scripture and i try to um i don't know that's that's kind of the goal as a christian to be influenced by scripture and to be influenced by jesus and to be influenced by the bible but i just had no idea that jonah was doing that at that time and i just thought it was so beautiful
0: yeah, I love that. And I think that it pairs so well with the Bible study I've been doing. It's, uh, you know, like a six week long Bible study on right now media. And the, the second part or one of those sessions, I think it was like the third one. It was talking about how we really should be praying that God works in us and not through us necessarily. I feel like I always pray that prayer, like God work through me to reach these people work through mm-hmm. me to, to guide me whatever way you see fit, but it should be God work in me, like fix me first so that I can be prepared to handle anything that you got. Like for mm-hmm. Jonah, I mean, Jonah, like it, it's literally like perfect for him. Like, I feel like God did. He was like, I'm going to work in you first and, pr- and show everybody like, and that's what's going to happen. And you're going to know exactly what to do. It's just so interesting to be like, God work in me. And it's something that I think it's really good that you're influenced by scripture. And if more people can do that, I think it starts with like, how of our how our day starts in prayer or, mm-hmm. you know, is that, are we distracted? And I know I have like really good days. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I did my Bible study this morning or like read through the Bible or just had some soaking time or prayer. And it starts it's like the trajectory of my day is completely different than when I don't. And like lately I've just felt like very, I don't know, lethargic, lackluster, like a little, like not myself or just kind of like sick. And I'm like, ah, I'm just going to sleep in. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not waking up before the sun. I'm not reading my Bible in the mornings. Like, I'm like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. But then I'm staying in my PJs most of the days and, you Mm -hmm. know, working from home, like there's some luxury to that, but then it also just affects my husband's and and I, it affects the way I eat. It actually just like affects us and like the productivity that we have for the day. And so I've realized that like how I start my day and when I start it with Jesus, it starts so much smoother and it has more productivity and I'm like able to be like more, I don't know, active and just like kind of more structured um, and it's just healthier for, for both of us, for both my husband and I. Um, So how do you start your day um, Jenna? And, you know, maybe you have some ideas for ways to start it, to get moving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have not, been in a great cycle with that either I will just share and it's so funny because I completely agree I know that it's better I know that it's the right way and it's still it's still I don't know sometimes those extra even 15 minutes you know that you can have and you can get up and you can have your coffee and you can start your day can just you know just with the Lord can just be even so so much better but I was particularly impacted this year um, in October, I was trying to get better at this and I would have, you know, standing meetings at 8 a.m. And so, um, and I had to drive to it. And so it's just like early mornings. And so the Lord woke me up at like 6 a.m. one morning and I'd been kind of decently good, you know, I, I, at like waking up early and being with the Lord. And it was just like really sweet times. And, um, yeah, I felt like wide awake at 6am, which if you know me has pretty much never happened my whole life. (laughs) Um, and, um, yeah, I think I might've even snoozed the alarm or or something. And, um, or no, I didn't snooze the alarm. It's just that when my alarm then went off at like 615 or 630, like I didn't even need to snooze it because I was like up and ready. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to have a little bit of extra really good time with the Lord. And I, and I did, and it was great. And I remember hopping in the car on my way to the meeting being like, wow, I wonder what really cool ministry opportunity I'm going to have today. Like after this like great time with the Lord, like I'm, I was just feeling so good. And then, um, with that, right after the meeting, I got a call, you know, family member was in the hospital and they, yeah, it was, it was a life or death situation you know and so I live in Boston my family's in New Jersey and I was driving down to New Jersey and like it can it can take me like three and a half hours this was at least five hours and it was teeming rain like it was it was bad news and um yeah when I was doing a load of laundry at my parents house from my um you know whatever they're called clothes my hospital clothes (laughs) Uh, they were just so dirty. And so like, as I was doing the laundry that night at my parents' house, I was reflecting on how long the day was. And it was probably midnight. I was in the hospital all day and my family was in the hospital and and like, I was the only one at home and I was doing my laundry and I was like, Oh my gosh, like God literally prepared me for the day. And if I didn't follow that prompting, like, I think that that day, like, I don't, like I needed extra strength that day. So I don't want to pontificate what it would have been like if I didn't do that, you know, but um, cause I do feel like, I, I mean, I have no idea, but I was so, 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 so thankful that not only did God prompt me, but that he prepared me. And I, and I felt this before in other times in my life, like God preparing me for what he's going to have. And then I also get scared sometimes like, Oh no, I wonder if he's preparing me for something terrible. And I don't think that's right to do, um, you know, it's not a scare tactic, but like God and his grace, I've just been realizing, you know, those times that I don't want to get out of bed. Like, I don't know. It's easy to think that it's for God, but a lot of times it's just for me and he wants to prepare me and he wants to show me and he wants to give me the strength for what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, I just keep going back to that story because I thought it was, um, just so interesting how the Lord, you know, just so clearly woke me up and prepared me for that day.
0: Yeah. I've had that happen with like, um, more so, you know, I've had my Bible study in the morning and I feel really good. And then I'm going to my, or I'm having my, I'm reading the Bible, doing some soaking. And then, you know, I've just asked God to kind of show me like what I need to open my eyes to. And um, had like a great day, had a Bible study that day, maybe it was at Spark, I don't really quite remember, um, or it was at the Bible study I've been going to on Thursdays. And then I had to like ride in with one of my friends to go to church and to Spark like that week. And I just felt very surrounded by like good friends. And I had mm-hmm. something crummy happen to me by a friend. And I was like, you know, I can't even be mad. Like I had another friend be more mad than I was about the situation. And I was like, I'm not mad. Like God was like showing up for me through all of these friends and just showing me that I am so protected. I am so loved. Mm -hmm. I am like surrounded by true friendships. And I think it's really important that God is always going to be on our side to kind of put those, the right people in your corner. Um, And I think that he did that for you. Like, You know, he knew it was going to take that extra little bit of time. He knew like what Mm -hmm. needed to happen. Like your husband needed to be there for you. Like so many things to like line up so that it would be like, okay, that you would get through it, that you would make it through. And I think he does the same thing for all of us. Um, And it really made me think about like switching up my prayer too. Like when I was talking about before with like God working in me versus God working through me, like, you know, how does switching the prayer from God, what do you want to do through me? to God, what do you want to do in me? So changing your approach, uh, your daily approach would be like impacting others. And I feel that, um, you know, during our study, we were like, okay, so what would that prayer be? And it's just as simple as like, God, you know, do your work in me so that I can do work um, for you. And it's just as simple as that. And, and it really does, I feel like open up my eyes to be like, you know, I think at first, I actually, I was like, kind of afraid. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want, I don't want any work done in me. Like I'm good. Like you just work through me. And like, you can just reach out to those people, you know, because that's, that's like you know, less intimidating. Like that's on God. Um, but I think like being more vulnerable and saying like, okay, no, I got some cobwebs up in there. Like I need you to come in and work in me so that I can be a better person so that I can have God like literally living in me and working through me
1: doing both. Mm-hmm
0: is, is so much cleaner. (laughs) Like, that sounds weird, but it is like a cleaner approach. Yeah. Um, Instead of like, no, no, I'm just going to avoid that and just work through me so that I don't have to do as much. Hmm. Um, And I think that that's what that prayer opened up for me. Um, What about you, Jenna?
1: Yeah, I feel like that has a lot of, I feel like that's very humbling, that question, you know, and I think it's, um, yeah, it takes, it gives us a little bit more ownership of our lives which is always weird because I feel like even just in the season I'm in I'm just so shocked by how much we can control in our lives and how much we can plan and how much we can do and how we are so limited in the control that we have and how little we can plan and how little we can do and I'm like just trying to balance and and figure that out in my own life um yeah something I go back to a lot is really just how God is much more concerned about who we are than what we do. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think that who we are will lead into a lot more um, what we're going to do, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it's so easy, especially as a business owner, especially as a creative that, you know, you want to come up with the right plan and I want to like plan with God. And I feel like a lot of my, story and testimony which I've talked about on here and stuff is just like how I couldn't plan anything and I couldn't do anything like after the accident and I just had absolutely no idea and so now that I'm sort of living I'm not living an incredibly injured abbreviated life I'm kind of living like a regular person would now so kind of coming out of that very traumatic time I'm just trying to trying to balance all that different stuff but I do go back to just like okay you know even with the customers you do have and with the platform that you do have and with the friends that you do have, I feel like there is so much emphasis these days on more, even like more customers, more business, more friends, more influence, more platform. But it's even, I think just having the Lord do a work in me is then going to just have like serve the people that are actually in my life that are actually brought my way, and I feel like that's how to even just grow as as a person and in my relationship with God. It's going to continue to b- build that foundation in my relationship with my friends, in my relationship with my customers, <laughs> in relationship with you know everyone. Because I feel like they're the world is just telling us a completely opposite, you know, story. And um, it actually really reminded me too in the call of Abraham in Genesis twelve. Which I feel like I've shared on the podcast a few times, but I just I just love it um, and hate it, and I'll tell you why. Um, but <laughs> in Genesis 12, it's the call of Abraham. The Lord had said to Abram, "Leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt." All the families on earth will be a blessing through you. It's this incredible promise. But the part that I love and hate is go to the land I will show you. Like he doesn't tell him the land. And it's just like, (laughs) ah, like and that's just like my relationship with God, I feel like.
0: Like, like, is there a GPS? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) come on.
1: (laughs) Like I would love a GPS. I would love to know where he's going with it. I would love to know what that's gonna be like. Um yeah. And so I think, I think for me, it's just, it's just learning how to plan well. Uh, I think that there are certain things that you can plan. Uh, my friend actually talked about, you know, making blueprints and, and doing it with pencil instead of pen so that you can, the Lord yeah. can erase it and, um, it can be something collaborative. And so you're, you're being a good business owner, you're being a responsible person, you're, you're saving, you're growing, but, um, you know, kind of keeping a loose hand on it all. And, um, I actually had a quick question for you just what when you're talking about soaking um I feel like I know what you mean by that but Uh I just wanted to know even just like for the listeners and for our community like what is your favorite way to have that time with God and what is your like what do you mean by um soaking and like what does that look like for you
0: Yeah, so I have um, a little spot in our like house apartment thing and it's like (laughs) surrounded by windows. I feel like I'm in a snow globe and I sit in this chair that um, it's like this blue velvety chair and I love it Um, and it's so bright in there and so I will get my earphones and on my phone I have some, you know, just Christian music that I will play and like three songs ish in, I just listen with my eyes closed and I like let it all sink in. Um, you know, I pray over some things. So, um, when I went through my miscarriage last year, you know, I just prayed that like, I could get pregnant again would be like the first step. And then it would be like a healthy baby for the next one. Cause I don't know if I could have handled, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to handle going through what I went through again, but you know, God just kind of like he, he, I feel like heard, um, when I'm doing that and, and it's just a time of peacefulness so it is just um you know i find christian songs i really like um and then you know from there i will go into like reading the bible or something like that but usually it's like three or four songs um we started it kind of at spark um a soaking time and it was really great because it it just kind of reveals a lot of stuff that maybe you're never quiet enough to hear god Mm like giving you um And it does give you like a peace over certain, maybe you, maybe you've anxiety of things going on in your life, or maybe, I mean, sometimes I'm just, you know, certain times of year and stuff. I'm just more anxiety ridden. Um, Mm. and I feel like this hasn't been a way for things to slow down. And God's like, no, no, you're just here with me. Like, you don't have anything else to do. You don't need to be anywhere. You know, you're, it's my off season anyway. Like, where are you going to go? Like, there's no wedding. (laughs) Um, and it's just, God's like, I'm just going to be here with you. And that's how I feel. Um, so that's my soaking is just listening to Bible, not Bible verses, listening to songs and just hearing, feeling God's presence around me. Um, and that's, that's what I like about it. Do you, do you do soaking?
1: Um, I, I have in the past, um, I haven't recently, but, um, yeah, I do love that too. I almost feel like as well, like, even putting on a song that I know is three minutes long, and being like, don't do anything else for three minutes.
0: (laughs) It's like a (laughs) meditation, but like, better.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm not as I'm not disciplined enough, currently to put on a song that might be, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. But even just kind of being able to, to chunk time where, where you're not, going on your phone and you're really um like just focusing on god i just think is is just so so beautiful and impactful so i just love that
0: yeah i like it too and um i i definitely recommend it i mean just having like christian songs on your phone is always nice you know like i know taylor swift is it's all about the era tour right now but sometimes (laughs) it's just nice to hear something that's like um not something you hear on the radio 24 7 and any fine artists that you really like and are so talented, um, which maybe that needs to be another copy talk. Is like all of these <laughs> artists that, like you know, a lot of people don't know if you don't really know Christian music. Um, it could be a whole nother, another thing, maybe uh, in another episode soon.
1: Yeah, I will say I will give you guys a recommendation though. This guy, his name is John Mark Pentana, and it's almost like it's almost like Island vibes, Ooh. but Christian songs. And he has so many of them, so I just listen to them all the time. They're the most peaceful things in the whole wide world. I feel like I'm at the beach, and um, oh my gosh, "Made for Jesus" by John Mark Quintana is just absolutely, absolutely my go-to right now. Even just listening to it while I'm working, yeah, it's just so much more peaceful. Like I feel like I'm very sensitive to music, and I feel like. I feel it so much whenever I listen to it. And when I listen to Christian songs and oh my gosh, I love this guy's work. And like, when I'm listening to that, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like even like the presence of the Lord, like coming into my space and in my apartment and in my heart. um, And when I'm listening to, I don't know, non-Christian music. um, Yeah. Sometimes I just feel like, like I feel like it brings me to like a just not great place. So,
0: Like, you know how you're hanging out with people and sometimes you leave and you feel even better. Like you're like, I can't wait to hang out with again. And then sometimes you leave and you're like, eh, like (laughs) it didn't, it felt like draining and it wasn't like rewarding. Um, I feel like that's how like music can be too. Like you can find stuff that's really enriching. And I feel like the Christian, certain Christian music can do that. Um, I really like United, like they do ones, um, and I actually sent a couple to my friend when she went through a, a miscarriage as well. And there's just so many like Highlands is a really good one. Um, it's like all hill song United is the name and then House on a Hill from Amanda Cook. Amanda Cook has a bunch of different songs that are so good. Mighty to Save, uh, Lori, Laura Story. She's Like that one, I could listen on a repeat. It's like so emotional, so good, but definitely like a lot of Hillsong United, you know, music is really good. I went to their concert and it was the first time I like knew who I was listening to. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, they're so good. And (laughs) it was like, you know, it was like in New York city. I was like, where are we? Like, how is this packed? And it was like all (laughs) these Christians just like praising the Lord and listening to this awesome, I mean, awesome artists, like totally, totally talented. Um, so it was really cool. It's not like sometimes you get those like cheesy, you know, Christian movies. It's not like that, like with the music, it's so much deeper, um, and so rewarding, but yeah, that's,
1: that's our tangent on music in the Christian era. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know. I definitely feel like in, you know, in heaven, like the Bible talks a lot about like worshiping at the throne of God. And so I even feel like in those worship settings and in those, in those times of, um, you know, that hopefully we have like in our churches, but also, you know, any kind of um, corporate, you know, just worship and even like those different concerts and stuff for me just feels like heaven on earth. Like this is what it's going to feel like. Like this is just, just the best thing ever, (laughs) you know, when you're just like filled with the Holy spirit and you're just with people. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm just a crier when, when it comes to anything with the Holy, I'm not a crier in real life. Like, like I mentioned before, like, just, you know, with um, my family and everything, like, I didn't cry for like, months. And like, I was just totally numb. Like, it wasn't great. But um, when it, anything that comes to the Holy Spirit, like, I just, oh, my gosh, tears every time. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> and <laughs> it's anyway. so neat because
0: like, lyrics will bring you there. And when you yeah. really actually listen to them, there was this guy in my, um, uh, in my high school and he used to write and sing music and he doesn't really do it anymore. I think he owns like a Chick-fil-A now or something like in North Carolina, but he had this one song and every time, like right around Easter, I always think about it. I The, the lyrics have never left me. Um, mm. It's so crazy. I don't even remember how the song goes, but I can tell you exactly the words. And I'll, I mean, I'll say them cause it's so crazy, but it, it's like, um, He was spit upon, whipped and beaten, hung upon a cross. But he said, I'm not leaving. And Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking like, that's what he gave for us. Yeah. And those were lyrics and it just, it moved me so much. Like I, so many people are moved in in music and I I am not, I'm not a huge music person. Like, to be honest with you, I I like music. I love live music, concerts and that sort of thing. Like that, that I love, but uh, I worked in the music industry for a little bit and it was like, You could tell somebody was passionate about it. I'm just passionate about weddings. Like I was really passionate (laughs) about weddings, and it was like a definitely a divide. They were like, "Oh my gosh, did you hear what they did with the triple?" And I'm like, "What? Like he has a good (laughs) voice, you know? Like I got that, you know. I don't know what you know point they're singing at. Sounded Um, good, (laughs) but yeah, but a lyric can really like I got what they were saying when a lyric could change your life because that right there showed me like. I, it all clicked. Like I became a Christian when I was like seven years old. But when I was 17 and heard that song, that's when I was like, Oh, that's what he gave up for us. Hmm. Like, that's how he saved us.
1: And I just absolutely love how that ties back into what we talked about today. And that's kind of an awesome place to, <laughs> to sort of wrap up on because yeah, like David was a songwriter in the Psalms and so hmm. many songs have, you know, Um, so many Christian songs like come uh, either are referencing scripture or have scripture literally in the songs and like that's what Jonah literally did like in the whale, like he referenced like a song and psalm of David and I love that Mm. we can do that and I love that like God isn't bound by time and like in the Lord's you know, in the Lord's worldview, or obviously extended beyond our world, like there, there isn't time. And so there's sort of this collectiveness of being able to unite with Christians of the past and, and the things that God has done before. Um, And actually, in the story I shared before with my family member in the hospital, I actually did the same thing. I, I, there's a song Do It Again by Elevation Worship. Mm -hmm. And we were in the hospital, and I just prayed over, family member like and I said God like I've seen you move you move the mountains and I believe that you will do it again and so I just love how I love how music can be so impactful I love the references to scripture I love that Jonah did it I love that you're doing it I love that (laughs) like all that kind of stuff so I think that's just a really cool thing to think about yeah love it too all right so that wraps us up for today you guys know where you can find us at Co on instagram or njspark.co on the internet <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right on our website oh, um, yeah and then just before we go you know i just wanted to share a verse um we've been kind of having this theme at the branch and the vines and um so i'm going to read john 15 4, abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. We'll see you back here in two weeks.